Hello and welcome everyone. My name is Chris Marquardt. You're listening to Curiously Polar and with me as usual is Henry. Good morning. No, it's, oh, it's afternoon. Actually, morning. it's afternoon. Hi. It's, uh, it's around noon at my place. <laughs> we, we, yeah, was, uh, we record whenever we can. So, ah, the weekend is over. We're recording on a beautiful Monday. And uh, I, sp I spent an entire weekend with some crazy photographers somewhere in, the, in an old city in Germany. It was fun. Lots of fun. What did you do I, on the weekend? I tried to um, escape from the heat. So <laughs> I stayed inside most of the time. Really? Was, was it that bad? It wasn't too bad here. So we, Well, we... define bad. For me, everything above 20 is bad. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I can, I can say I've seen you with, uh, with uh, short pants on, with, uh, with, in, up in the Arctic in really cold weather in in winter. <laughs> so yeah, everybody is just uh, shaking heads about that. But um, my my, my sense of temperature is a little bit different, <laughs> which is interesting. I mean, it a sense of temperature is also a cultural thing. I mean, there are people living in the desert in really harsh conditions that. I cannot handle, but they can handle just fine. I think it's and they're rearing most of the time long stuff. So yes. I try to get rid of clothes the hotter it gets, long and, and uh, black sometimes. Yes, it's just interesting. Anyway, that could be uh, another episode as well. <laughs> well, but but we well let's let's stay with the topic of heat because uh, heat is maybe part of what what we're seeing here. Title of this episode is the melting of Greenland. Uh, what's going on? Well, what's going on is that we have a, a heat wave over Central Europe and um, this heat and pattern just... For, for everyone, just a quick interruption, for anyone who, re who listens to this much, much later, this is uh, early August in 2019. Yeah, and the heat wave, the center of the heat wave was in um, in end of July and uh, that just traveled on further north and uh, was stuck over Greenland for actually the last day of um, July and the first days of August. And that had a huge impact in um, Europe, but it had a big, much, much bigger impact in uh, Greenland. And that's something I would love to talk about. Okay, so uh, we, have, we, well, we talked in uh, some of the last episodes, we talked about the fire up in the Arctic, the... the um, yeah, I think it was episode 64, The Arctic on Fire. Does that have anything to do with it? It's quite similar, yes, because um, those hot temperatures, of course, are accelerating the fire as well. But um, here we have a completely different outcome of the same uh, impact. Hmm. So when we um, just look at the news from the last couple of days, and um, I'm pretty sure everybody who's listening to the podcast has uh, stumbled across one or two of those uh, news outlets, um, they were just talking about the amount, the sheer amount of um, the ice sheet that uh, started melting on that particular 31st of July and 1st of August, and um, how much of water got released on that um, just one or two days. And that's just insane. So let's let's try to find uh, a way to explain this amount in a, in a way that we can kind of fathom. Because I mean, I, I read that throughout July 2019, Greenland lost an estimated total of 197 billion metric tons of ice. Which I cannot visualize what is a billion metric tons of ice. So 
uh first of all let's establish um as far as i know this is as bad as it's ever been it's never been this strong is that true um there has been the so far record year in 2012 um, which was the hottest and the, the, the the biggest melt for the longest period um we actually broke that record on the 31st of July on a daily scale, not in the overall summer. So the overall summer of 2019 has been less so far, but just on this one single day, um, there was more ice uh, melted than in 2012. So that's uh, kind of a record, yeah. Okay, so so the, the largest melt day of that month um, is here uh, listed, and that that's the number I see all over the news that uh, Greenland lost 10 billion tons of ice in one single day. Exactly. And uh, 10 billion tons refer to 4.4 million Olympic swimming pools. Um, okay, that was kind of the number I was hoping for, some comparison. 4.4 million Olympic swimming pools. But this is also a number you, you, Still you, not a f- you, you barely can comprehend. It's, no. it's huge. I mean, just imagine one Olympic swimming pool and just put 10 next to each other. But 4.4 million is just nothing you can actually imagine. It's just so too, do, too big. Do we know any bodies of water that have that much water in it? So is it is it like uh, <laughs> so and so many, I don't know, Loch Ness? <laughs> do we know something along those lines? Oh, um, I'm not sure. I would need to look into that. Some, some comparison. Well, if we come across one, we'll bring it here onto the show. But uh, it's big. It's, there's a lot. Um, is that something that we can expect to stop again? I mean, the heat wave is there, but it's it's uh, is it going away? Does it... So the heat wave is is traveling. So it's uh, it's, it's actually um, cooling down a little bit over over the ice sheet, and it's um, getting down. But um, what scientists have been saying in the last couple of days is that this is an exception so far, but this will become the norm in the next couple of years. And this is what what freaks me out entirely, is that we actually are changing um, the climate pattern so much that those extremes they will be the norm in the part in the in the very very near future now do we have a number of how many billion tons of ice the are that greenland has we're still talking about greenland so uh what, uh, we, what, what yeah, percent what percentage has been lost since uh for, in the month in the month of july 2019 do we know that what percentage we have lost um in in greenland is about um oh that's hard to say. Well, the fifty-two percent of the entire ice sheet um, was on melt in on the thirty-first of July, so half of the entire ice sheet. And uh, scientists were talking about that you could actually see the bare ice up on places where usually a layer of snow was uh, covering it, especially during summer, and protecting um, it because uh, exactly. snow is also an insulator. Yeah. And um, on the 31st of July was also the highest summit of the ice, which is 3,700 meters um, up high, was um, experienced temperatures of um, plus plus uh, value. So we have uh, zero to one, two degrees for uh, almost an entire day, which is not only unusual, that's, that's just um, not common in, in, in 3,700 meters altitude. Mm-hmm. 
So the ice uh, melts at a un, at an unprecedented rate. Um, but then, of course, if if we keep going like this, the the Greenland ice would be gone pretty quickly. But um, then there's also processes that to replenish the ice. Right? There's uh, new ice being generated. Maybe not right now because it's too warm for that. But um, does that still balance out what Greenland's losing? No, it's, it doesn't. Um, that's a that's a thing what we've seen um, in the past years, past centuries. Um, you have to understand how glaciers work, and you have um, an, an upper part of the glacier where you have an accumulation zone where um, rainfall turns into snow, and the snowfall actually um, gains new new mass of a glacier because the layers of snow are just compressed by their own weight and just are creating ice over years just by that compression. And that needs to happen um, to gain more mass, which is lost then a little bit uh, down the glacier in the ablation zone, where it's just melting, the, the, the melting zone down at, uh, at lower altitudes. So what we've experienced is that this fine border between the melting zone and the accumulation zone, which was, it used to be around 500 uh, meters altitude in uh, past centuries, it just moved up to almost a thousand meters so um it, that just shows that the the area where the glacier is melting became bigger and bigger the area where the ice sheet is just gaining new mass becomes um smaller and smaller and then the melting rate the current rate of melting we are talking about 240 cubic kilometers of ice which we lose every year it's uh, something that can't balanced out by new creation uh, by, by by new snow forming new new ice and that's the big problem so the melting has exhilarated and it's just um losing more ice than that than can be potentially formed in the same period and at least at this point of time you said that even on the summit on the highest point of greenland there uh, we have a plus temperatures right now so um at this point there is no new ice being generated am i right indeed yes so, so it ha the winter has to come for that to happen so again. That's not a big, bigger problem usually because we have um, in the in the um, accumulation zone. That doesn't mean that there is no snow accumulated all year round, but it says that there shouldn't be a melting in the accumulation zone over over the summer. So it's not losing any any mass up there, but that's happening right now. So we're actually seeing that a big part of the accumulation zone of the uh, Greenland ice sheet is actually losing mass during the summer. So the, the summer melt has just extended in altitudes, which um, which it hadn't in, in, in past centuries. So, hmm. What, what we mean? can <laughs> see in, in the history of the, of the Greenland ice sheet, um, however, is that the ice sheet hasn't just... Um, I mean, the big body of ice we have there... The, the the oldest layers of ice that got proven by ice core drillings is 130,000 years old. So the lowest levels down at the bottom of um, of the ice is 130,000 years old. So so the so 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 to put this into perspective, so so 130,000 years it snowed, and that is um, on top of of Greenland, and it took that long for it to move through the glacier to the bottom. 
Exactly. Yeah, we have a lot of melt periods in between. We have a lot of new... The, the, the glacier is in, on motion the whole time, so it's basically flowing from the center of the ice sheet to the um, periphery in the east and west and south and wherever. And um, by that motion, the um, ice, which got formed somewhere on the surface, just got um, yeah, transported like a conveyor belt from the top to the bottom of the ice sheet. Um, we have a lot of um, warm periods in between. And in fact, the, the, the period we were talking about 130,000 years ago, that was a quite warm period where the temperatures used to be eight degrees warmer than they are today. So um, this is also something we have to keep in mind. So the, the, the ice we find at the bottom of the Greenland ice sheet has already survived um, a much warmer climate than it is um, nowadays. However, what we see right now is something that's unprecedented in the um, in the in the ice sheet so far. Um, scientists can can prove that, and that's that at at no time um, the ice sheet lost so much um, ice at a very short period. So it's it, it never has been the case that the ice sheet has um, molten on such a huge surface area. Like fifty two percent is just uh, insane on, on on that scale. We're talking about um, a huge huge size i mean it's 1.8 million square kilometers um, of size and if half of it starts melting that's just unprecedented that's something we can't cope with so where in a glacier does the melting normally happen in the lower altitudes when it um when you when you have a mountain so a glacier usually is connected to to a mountain to um to some um, elevation in the side because it needs to have um, an area where we, where you can just gain some um, participation in form of snow um, which um, accumulates and then the the seventh, uh, second feature that um, a glacier makes a glacier is not only that it gains new balance it's also that it, uh, that it's um, under motion it needs to have the ability to move under its own weight that's something we just uh, discussed about uh, when we talked about oak, which um, the Icelandic glacier, which lost its status of a glacier because it doesn't move anymore. Right. So this, these two features need to um, be in place at the same time to to make a glacier a glacier, and um, it melts where you have the the border between the zone where you gain new mass, the accumulation zone up in higher altitudes. And the ablation slash melting zone in lower altitudes. So usually a glacier melts only in lower altitudes. But in Greenland, in the case of Greenland, we experience in this summer and not only in this summer, um, the, the, the the yeah that things happening that the, that the temperature is getting so warm that even in three thousand two thousand meters altitude, um, the ice is melting. Mm. Um, just a technical question. The, the ice, okay, lower altitudes have a warmer temperature. I understand that. Um, there's, is there also the factor of pressure of the ice? I mean, the pressure I know makes things warmer. So uh, ice under more pressure is probably more prone to to melt. So is that is that melting mostly on the outside, or does a lot of that also happen inside the glacier? So basically, well, yes. Basically, the the biggest um, biggest surface area or the biggest attack area for heat is the surface. Mm -hmm. So it's the the top part of the glacier. So when you um, imagine um, the the Greenland ice sheet, you have a big consistent body of ice in the center of Iceland uh, of Greenland, and it just 
pushing because of the motion, um, the outlets um, through mountain passes, mountain ridges down to the sea level. Do you have that feature that actually the weight, the sheer weight of the ice lowers the melting point of the ice. So it actually doesn't only melt at zero degrees Celsius, which is usually the case. It can actually melt at minus one, minus two, minus three, minus four degrees Celsius. Ooh. Just on on the on the sheer ice it only applies to certain types of glaciers you have to have a so-called temperate glacier that's nothing that would happen on a cold glacier but it actually did it does um nowadays happen to um, outlets in uh, in greenland so the sheer weight starts melting the bottom and that keeps the glacier sliding um quicker because it loses the traction with the, with the bedrock which it usually holds it a little bit back and um, so the, the, this particular part of the glacier just slides a little quicker than it used to. This is nothing that is consistent through the whole body. It's not um, when you have a 20-kilometer slope of a, of a glacier. This is nothing that happens on the whole 20 kilometers. It just happens on, a, on this particular part where the weight is um, heavy enough to lower the melting point. This water will just freeze over as soon as the pressure, the weight is lowering enough to um, just set the 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 melting point higher so it starts freezing over again doesn't make sense hmm. <clears throat> so what does our experience tell us will happen if we have if that is within the realm of our experience Oh, so the, the the you mean the lowering of the melting point? No, no, just just in in general, what we what we're witnessing in Greenland right now. I mean, is that you said it's unprecedented, but um, are at least parts of this do do lead to at least parts of this have a precedent, so we can kind of uh, have the scientists estimate what is going to happen. So we have a similar. We have had a similar case in two thousand and twelve. So that was the record year so far. Um, so that's kind of the the benchmark we're we're talking about or we we're dealing with. What we can see right now is that two thousand and nineteen is in the footsteps of two thousand twelve, and it it leads to a point where we actually am a little bit scared that. Um, the heat in 2019 will melt more ice than in 2012. So we are actually pretty close. In 2012, we were talking about 250 million tons of a uh, billion tons of ice that have been molten. We are already around 240, 248 uh, billion tons, and we are not at the end of the summer yet. <laughs> so so here has a few more months, or so the summer has a few more months. Yes. Exactly. So we are actually getting very, very close. And um, I'm kind of sure that 2019 will set a new record. And the scary thing is, it won't be the last one. That's the, the thing we are talking about. What we can see, and that's what um, the most news outlets have been picking up in the last couple of days, is actually, you you can actually witness the sea level to rise. On the 31st of, um, of August, the temperatures in Greenland have been 22 degrees Celsius in the western part of the country, at a place where most tourists come into the country where the international airport is. Mm -hmm. So on that day, we had temperatures. They have been higher, 10 to 15 degrees Celsius, above the average temperature at that time of the year. So we have actually, we, we can witness 
um, the sea level rise there just by observing the rivers, the meltwater rivers, which are not only small streams, but they become huge, very dangerous rivers, how they release all the, those meltwater into the ocean. Because the water has to go somewhere, of course. Exactly. It has to go somewhere. It goes always the easiest way. So it goes downhill and it ends up in the ocean, which of course affects the, the entire planet because it changes the salinity in the ocean by that it changes the ocean currents it can just um, slow down certain ocean currents like for example the gulf stream and that is an, an, an impact we can measure we can see that the gulf stream starts slowing down we are not talking about huge um, factors but we can still measure it and when we can see how the weather is changing in Central Europe in the past 10, 15, 20 years, then we can see that those small changes in the ocean current already have a big impact for us. And what I'm actually afraid of, and I'm not a scientist here in that um, sense, what I'm afraid of is that those changes are happening so quick that there is no chance of adaption for for wildlife. That we can, we would just witness a huge mass extinction over the next um, few centuries. Oh, as far as I know, we are in the middle of one. Exactly, because um, we can't adopt quick enough to those changes. And what the, the the melt on a particular day actually delivered is a visual of that. We can actually have a visual proof of sea level rise. We see actually what's happening in front of our eyes. And that's what I so much liked on that day um, when the, the, the media outlets worldwide picked up that video which was shared by um, several scientists from the area where you can just see those huge vast streams running down from the glacier into the ocean. So that, that might be the only one positive outcome of, of this uh, development that people finally have a, a visual. Yeah, exactly. It's more tangible. Hmm. What we can see there also is that we are entering um, also this vicious circle of what we also have in the sea ice. Um, the more sea ice disappears, the more of the reflection of this albedo effect, the reflection of the sun's energy, the sun's heat, is just disappearing. And the same is happening in uh, in Greenland with the ice sheet. The so smaller what? the ice sheet gets, the smaller the reflective area gets. Right, that's that's something that I think we cannot stress enough. The, the, the snow is white and it tends to keep some of the heat out of the ice. And if that is gone, then the... That it's a protective layer that is not there anymore. Exactly. So there's there's a feedback loop. Indeed. Not a good one. A very nasty one, actually. Um, is it... Uh, yeah, again, we're not scientists, but do we know anything of how close we are to a tipping point where this cannot be reversed? This is actually something that the scientific community is um, talking about very... Um, carefully but very intensely right now that we might just be at the tipping point and i've seen um a scientist who was uh who's actually saying that since 2012 they were actually waiting for that um he he actually stated ever since greenland's 2012 melt record researchers who um who have studied the the melt they have been really scared and waited for for it to happen again and then it happened again so they actually just say it wasn't a one-off it's not just like the exception mm -hmm. this is becoming the 
the the norm. In 2019, it happened again, and uh, he ended um, his uh, his comment with, "We've stacked the deck. We weighted the dice. It's here." So we we actually um just seeing that the unprecedented becomes the norm just right now in front of our eyes. Is there? I mean, in in, in all of these uh, seemingly disastrous situations the question is always is there anything we can do is there anything that is being done because um of course we know that that the, our pollution is part of the problem the co2 emissions are part of the problem but uh, are there things that are i'd say more tangible like um i don't know increasing the albedo of the of the ice putting an umbrella over greenland stuff like that that would be an amazingly large umbrella. I know, I know. But kilometers. I, I mean, I've, I've, I remember reading about projects that talk about seeding particles in the atmosphere above uh, places like Greenland to increase, to decrease sun, uh, sun radiation. Yeah, and, there, and there are some, um, some of those um, things going on in the scientific community. We are um, talking about shaping um, our climate and um, how is it called? Um, weather engineering or something like that. Mm. Um, this this is highly disputed in the scientific community. I kind of doubt that it will become the case that we actually are engineering our own weather to um, keep the Earth from, from heating up. I kind of doubt that. What we see are smaller projects like in Switzerland where glaciers are covered with big foils to on one hand, isolate them. Okay, it is a bit too. of an umbrella kind of thing. It, indeed, it is. And on the other hand, also to reflect the heats, uh, the heat of the sun. Um, I can't also imagine that this will be transferred to to Greenland. It's just a huge, vast body. It would just mean a huge amount of plastics. We are fighting yeah. plastics currently. And this would just mean... A <laughs> the solution is more plastic. Mm, exactly. Yeah. That's something I can't really... Um, see happening. I still think we are um, at a point where we can do um, a lot of stuff if politics would just pick it up. Um, but we can also uh, lead our politics just um, by leading by example. And I know that there are a lot of people out there. Um, I I meet them constantly on on those cruises um, who are saying, yeah, but what will it change if I am just doing it? No one else is doing it. It won't change anything. So my impact isn't that large. Your impact is larger than you think because you will change the mindset of people around you. You will make people think about that. And if you don't start who else should and as we uh keep reminding you here on the podcast um this is also part of what we see as our mission here to point people to these things to make them easier to understand to um to give things a relation and and uh yeah that's 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 what we do here and you can help by letting other people know uh, other people know about this by um, forwarding them this episode or by just letting them know that there's a really interesting podcast out there that deals with these kind of things and tries to give them some perspective. 
it's so. also very important of um of contributing of participating um just just write us an email and um just ask questions if you if you think that something wasn't clear enough or you think that have been things uh, wrongly interpreted just feel free to to uh, correct us and send us things so we can actually um just pick it up in the next episode yes and you can also of course reach us on the twitters well curiously polar there so easy to find and with that we'll yeah <laughs> we'll leave you but just for a week we'll be back in seven days from now until then take care